Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. And welcome to Fearless Generation's 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking step number eight tonight, which is surrender. And we are talking about how we can, or I'm sorry, it's possibilities. And um, we are talking about how to detach from the how. So I am super excited to be with you here tonight. And um, I have my beautiful co-host with me. As always, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing good. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. You as well. And we're super excited to have our guest on tonight. She is brand new to Fearless Generations, and we know all of you are going to love everything she brings tonight. Please welcome Latasha Jones. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm so happy and delighted to be here tonight. Thank you for having me with you such lovely ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I want to mention that the event that we've been talking about, which is called My Cup Runneth Over, um, which is going to be May 31st and June 1st here in Fresno, Latasha is going to be one of our speakers Friday night, so you don't want to miss that. Um, so let's, uh, Latasha, why don't you, um, tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, so I have been a social worker for more than 20 years, uh, in child protective services. I am currently a forensic social worker with the state hospitals in California, and I just absolutely love um, the empowerment work. Um, I love uh, working with resilient-based models in social work. I am a, um, I always say, a um, recovering people pleaser because, you know, part of my work, <laughs> I, I went through my journey of wanting stuff more than other people wanted it for themselves. So, in essence, I have yeah. spent some time in Asian people I love and all that kind of stuff. So, these days, I'm kind of winding down in my career and, and just kind of winding, uh, you know, supporting social workers or heart center type professionals out in the work. Um, I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 23 years now. We have four kids uh-huh. and two granddaughters. Yeah. So that's my little spiel. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here with us. You also have some things going on in the community, right? Like you have, um, you have a podcast yourself, right? Not yet. I do have um, membership uh, groups that I support. Uh, I support career women that's impacted by stress and burnout because we know the depression rate, the burnout rate, suicide rate for uh, heart center professionals is very high. And so what I do is I have upscale retreats to get busy career women away from it all, from all the noise. Um, I also look at the healing work. So, like, for example, Mother's Day was just, on yesterday, and it's very, very difficult for a lot of people. So the world kind of looks at the happy Mother's Day, and I kind of do the healing work 
So Saturday we'll be doing um, honoring mothers who's gone through tough stuff, you know, whether they lost a kid mm-hmm. or a mother. Maybe they don't have the best relationship with their mom for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be honoring those those women and doing Mother's Day Reflection Brunch on this upcoming Saturday just to give them space oh, to heal and be supported. Uh, some people, you know, have infertility issues, but they're a godmother, mm-hmm. for example, and so we want to support them on this Saturday and get them in one room with like minds and, and just support one another in that space. That's beautiful. Yeah. I know we have uh, we have all different kinds of mothers, and that doesn't mean that you necessarily birthed that child, but you can uh, be a mother in lots of different ways. I think that's great yes. that you are honoring those differences. Right. Right. Yes. Tonight we're talking about possibilities, and I think that that, that's um, a great transition because there's lots of different possibilities, right, on how we can look at being a mom, right? Um, Right. And detaching from detaching from the how, right? Maybe it doesn't happen the the usual way, but there's lots of different ways we can show up and be a mom. There's lots of different possibilities for us. So I think that's a great transition into the topic tonight. Um, first of all, though, how do you use or do you use possibilities with the with the women that you work with? So when we talk about possibilities for the women that I work with, um, there's so many layers to it, but just to be kind of brief, um, the women that I work with is generally heart-centered. They will give their last. Like, I am that one that would give my last to everyone. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same token, um, doing some of the healing work, we have to explore why people give or chronic givers. is not necessarily always a healthy space that we give from, right? So sometimes right. people that work in ministry, people that are school teachers, counselors, therapists, um, social work therapy, teachers, a librarian, you get the point, a mother, sometimes we can give from a space of deficit or a space of loneliness or a space of obligation, right? And so yeah. in part of doing the work, it's kind of showing a person, why are you so burnt out and drained? Because this whole giving thing, the world uh, really rewards you because you're philanthropic, you're, you're the nicest person in the community, you'll give your last, uh, you just give, 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 give. And sometimes when we're looking and exploring deeply with the the women that I'm serving, they're a little girl that's hurt and wounded from childhood maybe. Maybe they have trauma that they haven't tapped into just because they weren't given to or nourished from the beginning. And so they're the Mm -hmm. ideal best friend for everyone else, for example. So the world won't sit you down and say, Kelly, you've given too much this year. Girls, just slow down. They won't do that. They'll just keep gassing you up to get more and more out of you. But people like me, mm-hmm. I recognize the chronic giver, and I recognize where that burnout is coming from. So we kind of look at, you know, using a heart-centered person. Start giving from a, 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 a space of using yourself as a reference point. You give because you simply want to and not out of, out of obligation. You're not giving from a space of, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm expected to give because I'm the wife, I'm the grandmother, I'm the this, I'm the that. And that's where burnout comes, because when you start giving from that space, um, 
you you abort the possibilities of you being enough simply for who you are and not what you do for other people. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and I think also just the possibility and how you can give to yourself. I think that because I'm definitely a chronic giver as well, and mm-hmm. I never really turned that around and gave gave to myself. And it's still a struggle, um, even though I, I'm now in a place where I'll set boundaries and I leave some... Uh, I leave some, uh, you know, in my cup for myself. I also have activities that I do uh, to fill my cup on a daily basis so that I, you know, I start my day with, with scripture reading and journaling and good books and so that I can be full when the kids get up. I can be full when I go to, you know, I go to do my work. I can be full when I when I leave my house so that yeah. Whatever it takes from me, it's not taken from me at empty. It's taken from me at full. And then there's different mm-hmm. things that I do during the day to fill myself back up as well. And I think that getting to that place where you realize that if you give, you also have to, you also have to receive is, um, you know, really important. And possibilities can definitely come into that. All the different ways that you can, you can, uh, Fill yourself back up. Maybe that's taking a walk. Maybe it's going for a bike ride. Maybe it's taking a nap. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's, you know, giving yourself time to take a shower. Right? You know, there's all these different, <laughs> all these different ways that, um, that we can give back to ourselves. And I think that possibility def- definitely plays into that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I agree. Because the, the possibility that, you know, you enough – is alone, you know, you enough, you supply enough for yourself. And so we don't have a whole lot of people that go on dates with themselves, for example. Even if you're married, you don't find a whole lot of people that give themselves space to date themselves, to get to know who you are. You know, right after high school and college, you end up in a lot of these different roles and wearing these different hats, and you just lose who you are, you know, and then the world Mm -hmm. rewards busyness. It rewards the person that had the kids in countless activities and the person that's doing the most production on the job. And you just really get caught up in a whirlwind that you lose who you are. And possibilities is embedded into the very thing that you deserve in life. And one of them being peace. That's something so big yet small. And so when Mm -hmm. you look at how society is now, rewarding the busyness and all the different things that that comes with, what it looks like for the family dynamic, you just don't have space to embrace all the possibilities of just living in peace. And that means setting those boundaries and know what setting boundaries mean. And sometimes it's going to upset some people because you may be the person in the family that's figuring this stuff out. And I know for women, right. we tend to try to over-explain why, we, why we're doing this and, oh, why can't, you know, your grandma or your mom did it, but, hey, you're the first in the family that said, wait a minute, I don't have to be doing all of this. It's insane. You know, I have the right to have peace, and this is how it needs to be in my life. Absolutely. Our subtopic tonight is detaching from the how, and I think that that is really big um, for someone starting out. You know, like you have a goal and you see the possibilities, um, you want to work towards those possibilities, but you're not really sure 
how it's going to happen. And so you say you stay stuck in that, in that I don't know how to, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that for me that that definitely is a place where I can where I have gotten stuck. Um, and being uh, being able to ask for help, being able to uh, be willing to you know research it out. Um, if you see someone else doing it, asking them how, you know, all those different ways of of figuring out how to achieve our dreams, um, mm-hmm. you know, but not being attached to, um, you know, how it's going to happen or it has to happen the exact, this exact way, you know, um, but being flexible um, and, and allowing things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important because the journey is, when you go on the journey, um, the destination may be in mind, right? But on the journey, just like when you go on a trip, you know, you go on a trip with a destination in mind, but maybe the flight might have to land sometimes. Maybe they have to, you have to have connecting flights in places that wasn't on your itinerary. But do we live right. our lives? focused on all the detours that take place and you in, and you don't embrace the journey. And so I've had that, you know, mess work with speaking happen to me in airports where I was delayed. I wasn't denied. I was delayed. And in that delay, I've met some incredible people in the airport, for example. Had it not been mm-hmm. for the delay and detour, uh, I wouldn't have made some amazing connections. But I didn't lose sight of the destination where I was going. I knew that right. I had a destination, and I don't build, and I encourage people, don't build your life based off of a, a calendared lifestyle. You know, calendars are very, very nice to have, especially when you have families and, you know, you, you have parents with different appointments and different things you're doing. But I always say, you know, you have to leave room and breathing room for life. You know, maybe you want to just mm-hmm. sit at the park and watch the squirrels for a little bit. Decompress a little bit before you go home. Don't live a life that's scheduled. Live a life that's lived. And you miss those moments when you embed your journey and your possibilities and everything that you're doing. If it has to be so for sure uncertain and you have to have it right for sure, for sure, that's the biggest area a person can grow in. And that's how we, you know, I always talk to the ladies about living uncomplicated. You know, we complicate things because we want all the answers up front. Right, mm-hmm. and so part of part of the journey is is not knowing it all, but still doing it because you know this is where you're supposed to be. It feels so good, it feels so right. It just feels uncomplicated. Which you know, we know hard work is going to be some work in it, but it's not so complicated where where it's keeping you up at night. Right, I know. As a mom of six, I get asked all the time, "How do I do it?" And I really never know how to answer that question. I just get up every day and I do it. I, if I had, if I sat around thinking about how am I going to get this done, I wouldn't get anything done. And I'd be more overwhelmed than I already am. And I think that, I think that people kind of get lost in that. You know, they get overwhelmed with the idea of six kids, you know, because they have yeah. two and they're overwhelmed, you know, or they have one and they're overwhelmed or they have four and they're overwhelmed, you know. Um, right, but it's not like I went from no kids to six kids. You know, it was a gradual process. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's not 
as overwhelming, you know, for me, but I, I don't, I don't worry about how it's going to get done until that precise moment comes in front of me. And I think, okay, we could do it this way. We could do it that way. We could ask this person for help with that part. We could, you know, then the ideas come and you get the job done. But if I, if I sat around thinking, okay, how am I, how do I take care of these six kids? I, I, I'd just stay in bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. I was mm-hmm. talking to somebody today at work who has one son and she's really overwhelmed. And we talked about how, you know, she remember and values sleep, right? And so she has this little one-year-old yeah. and she was just, she's truly burnt out by her opinion and her experience. But one of the other girls chimed in. She said, wait till you get three. She said, it's just like we talked about that keeping power where you don't realize how much you do and what you do until you step out of it. But we don't never step out of parenthood. Like when I was in child welfare for 20 years, I did not realize all that work entailed until I stepped out of it. It was a norm for me to get up super early, go home super late, travel across the country, play some kids, doing adoption work, all the court work, all this and all that. Once I stepped out of it, my body crashed, right, because I just knew that to be my Mm -hmm. norm. I didn't see what other people saw. I would go to, you know, dinner with friends, and they're like, how can you? I said, you just do it. You know, that's the call in your life. The keeping power is there. I don't know. And then when I pulled out of that that career, I was like, man, now I see what people, you know, what they meant by that. But when you Mm -hmm. get it, that's just, you just get it done. And so just kind of like how a person have a budget, right, and they're like, oh, my goodness, I don't have much more money in my budget. As soon as the car breaks and you need a new car, some kind of way magically you squeeze out a little bit more to get some small car payment, for example, that you didn't otherwise mm-hmm. see in your budget. Have you ever had that happen? I had, a, oh, I had yeah. that happen several times. Like, oh, okay, there was a hidden 200 bucks in the budget somewhere. So I think that the human behavior, once you're in the moment, you just make it happen, but when you're looking and reflecting back before it happens to you, you don't think you can do what you really can do until you're put in the position that you have no other choice but to execute, period. Exactly. Yeah, I think we can definitely get stuck in like, oh, how can I do this or how can I do that? I know that's, that's one of the differences, um, you know, between my husband and I. Um you know, I'll be like, okay, I have to get this, this, and this done. And he's like, there's no way you're going to be able to get all that done. And then I get it all done. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I'm like, don't be telling me I can't get this all done. I get it done. Mm. <laughs> um, right? Uh, but yeah. that's happened, like, several times. You know, he be like, um, we were preparing for this um, event for my daughter. And I'm like, okay, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I have to, you know, get this done. He was like, how are you going to get all that done? I said, I just do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't and sit then, around saying, the, "Oh my gosh, I can't do this." Hmm. Right. And then on the flip side of it, if you don't get it done, you're not beating up on yourself. It is what it is. You know. And I think yeah. sometimes people. So you know, if you get task oriented, and you, if you're a person that's used to knocking things off the list, and then for some reason you can't get the thing done, and you just start. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I used to be able to do this. Baby, life changed. Things happen. If it don't get done, you still, I'm still trying for you, still Kelly. And then you know how we mm-hmm. do. We stockpile other things to tomorrow's list. 
And in the, in between that, we forget that we're human beings and we need to put some time in there for us to do absolutely nothing. Because once you're restored, right, you can be more productive. Once you, you have a absolutely. clearer mind, you can your keeping and stamina is a little bit longer, right? So um, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more spontaneous than most, so a, a, a list for me just drives me bonkers. Like I, I see a list and I might fall out. I just kind of moving moving through the world in the way I can these days. So for me, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it is what it is. Because, I mean, I have some medical things happen where, boom, no thyroid. Oh, I didn't know that was the fuel that moved you forward. So life in my lens right now yeah. Since June is very different than when I what I used to be. I mean, I used to be a go getter, get everything done, the lunches made, the conferences with the kids. I was doing all that, but then when life happens and you have no fuel, it really for me in my season right now gave me a really different perspective on how I move through the world. That really truly honor what I can and cannot do, and I make no apologies about it. Whereas before, I was more harder on myself to get all this stuff done and bust out with all these goals because they have to be done. Now, when you lay up in the hospital, you're like, ooh, baby, just give me a little bit of energy to walk on in this kitchen real quick and open up the refrigerator, something as small as that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I have a, a little bit of a thyroid issue as well. But, yeah, health. Health definitely can slow you down and I think that that's a real wake-up call like your body's like dude listen to me (laughs) right take care of me better um and I think that I think that that's uh you know our body can give us a lot of clues and to to help us you know be more aware of that you know like you need to rest you need to eat you need to move your body um, and I think mm-hmm. as caregivers, as you said, we don't always think of that. We don't always think about what our body needs to do. You know, like I'm always mm-hmm. really careful about how much sugar my kids get. But am I mm-hmm. am I stopping myself with how much sugar I get? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I want to make sure my kids move, you know, move throughout the day. But am I, am I as caught? You know, am am I as aware of that as myself, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, I'm always trying to make sure that they have better, that they have more, that they have, you know, that they're they're getting what they need. But am I Mm -hmm. turning that around and making sure I am? Do I have, you know, good food in the house to eat? You know, am I eating lunch or am I skipping it, you know? I mean, there's several Mm -hmm. times where my breakfast is a cheese stick. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like running here, running there, got to get this done, got to get this kid here. And so I'm not providing that time for me to get a good breakfast or for me to have, mm-hmm. you know, a proper lunch. Um, mm-hmm. We usually do dinner together, so we all eat the same thing. So dinner is usually my one for sure meal. But, you know, to for my body to keep up and to take care of my family in the manner that I want to, I have to take care of myself. And right. the way that you you were talking before of like someone who gives, but they're they're expecting something in return. They're expecting to get filled filled up from that other person, giving to that other person. When we fill up mm-hmm. ourselves and we give from our overflow, there is no yeah. resentment. There is no expectation. There is no 
um, you know, negative side effects from giving mm-hmm. from your overflow. But you can't get yes. to overflow unless you're taking care of yourself. That is so true, Kelly. That is so true. And I talk to people a lot about, you know, this whole, you know, your cup runneth over. I cannot wait until the conference. It's going to be amazing. But, you know, it's just you have to be mindful. What is your cup filled with? It could be filled with a lot of things. But if it's not the right, you know, the right substance, you're going to find your body, like, like we were talking about, just trusting your instinct, knowing you need what you need, and you're uniquely in, and uniquely designed um, and orchestrated where my keeping and endurance power is going to look way different from yours. And my last name happened to be Jones, so you know the old saying, keep up with the Joneses. And I'm like, in order to keep up with the Joneses, you got to be able to live really, really simple. You know, you got to really be really simple, be able to change, downgrade, upgrade, you know, move at the the rhythm of your own beat and not get caught up into all the noise of life because that's how, yeah. you know, you miss the rhythm because you're over here trying to beat to Kelly's beat. You over here thinking this one over here's rhythm is bouncing with your beat and you all over the place. And finally your kids, mm-hmm. they see more than what we give them credit for. They know when mom and okay. dad is stressed out. They know when you burnt out without you yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs even. They can see in your physical being that you're not well because you don't trust the instinct that your body needs to unplug, get clear about what you need and what you deserve, and move forward at your own pace. Life does not have to be this big rush. I mean, I have to learn the hard way laid up in the hospital with a lot of revelation. But when it comes down to it in the scope of eternity, do all this noise really matter? I mean, when you break it all the way down in simplest terms, does it really matter? No. So Mm -hmm. we're stressing. The number one heart disease with women is taking us out of here. You know, mentally, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. You know, it's just like there's a lot of different interconnected pieces to it, so it's not just one thing. And really, we're showing our kids how to cope and deal with things that goes or not based on how we show up. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, redefining success and defining it, very personally for us is so important. You know, if we look at our lives and we compare it with our neighbors or the Joneses, as you say, we can see it. We can see a lot of lack, right? But if we look at our lives through the filter of what do we define as success? What is really important to us to have at the end of the day? And then assess it from there. I think all of us would feel a lot more successful. Because it's not right. that you have a boat in the driveway or you have, you know, a second home or that, you know, whatever those, mm-hmm. you know, big dreams are that you might have for yourself. You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. just as simple as your kids are fed and, you know, they're, they know they're loved and, you know, everybody's home and healthy and safe. And mm-hmm. if you look around and you can say that you have that, I think that's pretty successful. Um, yeah. And so redefining what, what truly is important to you, think, you know, it, I think it's so important. You know, we are unfortunately almost out of time. So um, what are there any last words you would like to share with our listeners before we get off tonight? Oh, this is so good. I would just, I would just say to, to the listeners, 
really, like Kelly said, really sit at the table or take yourself out on a date and really craft out what success means for you. Like for me, it's more like speaking my truth without having to lie about it. It's something as simple as that. A lot of this baggage that mm-hmm. I've been carrying through the years, it was all about a filtered life because I didn't want anybody to know anything different. So for me, it's like mm-hmm. speaking my truth and not having to lie about it is success for me. Figure out what that means for you because if you make it about everything you do for other people, what happens when those little people grow up and become their own adults? You have people like in my family, their kids is grown. They have emptiness syndrome. It's beyond the syndrome at this point because everything they built was predicated on what they did for other people. Their little people in their house, their parents, the parents mm-hmm. died. Now they have no identity. So just be encouraged. Yeah. Really, really swim against the waves. You know, live uncomplicated. And don't sweat the small stuff. That's what I would tell the listeners. Just really live simple. And please do not take your health for granted. Don't take it for granted. Because the very yeah. thing you're saying you cannot do, you can do it. Because when your health changes, hopefully it doesn't. But you'll see that you have more keeping power in you if you just pay attention to the things in life that matters. Yeah. And Thank you so all much. the other noise in life out. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I cannot wait to see all of you guys at my cup running over. If you have not registered, oh, my goodness, I cannot wait. I'm, like, super yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited for this event. You can find it um, on our website or on our Facebook page. Um, please check out Latasha um, on Facebook as well. And um, we are just so excited for the upcoming event. Please check it out. My cup runneth over May 31st and June 1st here in Fresno, California. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Good night.